See this? This is my boomstick. Damn, Jim, what the hell's the matter with you? Well, baby, he's so horny. I'm funny how? Are you funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? Don't, don't, don't! I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you? What do you oh, mean, no, funny? No, funny no, not funny? Yes, let's just pray I yeah. have the energy to get myself this another beer. This town needs an enema. My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. I still You never know what you're going to get. You have failed me for the last time. Wrong, sir. Wrong. I was saying balloons. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hello, hello, out there in in podcast listener land. That's my opening from my other show, but I'm using it here. Well, you know... I was thinking the other day, I really think that, you know, the listening audience, we should think of, uh, of like, a name, you know, so we'd open up the show saying, hello, all you dorks, or hello, all you cube monkeys, or something that, like, uh, identifies you. All the cool, hip places have those, so I think we really need to think up a, uh, a term that's, like, the BOD army, or something like that, you know, something cool, but not too cool, because we are a bunch of dorks. Anyway, it took a month and uh, two, four, a month and four days, but I finally snapped and said I can't take it anymore. And the tumbleweeds going across the BOD landscape that gave me an ulcer every day have broken me. So that means that you all get a all mao all the time coming to you live from Korea uh, show today. That's right. Show number 211 is going to be a solo Mao BOD show. And that click you heard was our listener Dan signing off. I'll try. I'm not drunk, Dan, so bear with me. Anyway, as I stated earlier, I am in South Korea. Daejeon is the city that I'm in, for those of you who don't know me or anything about me, but listen to a bunch of dorks. And, um,. Okay, I'll get the plugs out of the way early. If you want to catch up on who I am and what I'm doing, you can read my travel blog. Um, I've ha- So far I have 105 entries onto my uh, blog. That's all about my relocating to Daejeon for a year. Go to uh, kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. So, there you go. kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. And I've also have a side project that is filled with tumbleweeds as well. In that I don't have any listeners yet. Uh, you can go to slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com, and that is for all your horrible B movie review needs. That that one's probably gonna pick up um, more once I get on to some of the. Um, uh, podcast pickle and podcast alley and iTunes Al- yeah podcast alley and iTunes I can't do that from Korea but I have some people working on it and if that comes true then I should pr- I'll probably get a little bit more listeners and also um, I'm more going to be doing that project with uh, a friend Val back home and he's um, you know he's the B movie master and I think together we'll be able to really 
make fun of a lot of really bad movies instead of me just making fun of bad movies, which, trust me, I love doing. So, okay, sorry. Enough of the plug of who, of where to go for my own interests. You, of course, are listening to Bunch of Dorks. You can check us out on bunchofdorks.com or hopefully you're streaming us through iTunes. Um, today, I'm going to be... I'm going to be doing two uh, music breaks from the same group. I saw them first at a punk concert in uh, Chonan, which is a neighboring city. I went up there for a music festival. I think I talked about that on the last time I was on uh, BOD. Um, their na- the name of this group is Midnight Smokin' Drive. And uh, I met the band afterwards, and the singer gave me her uh, their CD single. So it's a I'm going to be doing a double shot of them for the music breaks today. I hope you enjoy them. I totally dug on these chick, um, this chick and this band. Uh, the band is, I think, one, two, three, I think f- yeah, three guys, and she's the lead singer, but they are all kinds of awesome. So I'll be playing them instead of some of the more wackier tunes that I've been subjecting the listeners to in the past, Reverend Beatman. Okay, so what's going on in crazy Korea land world? Um, the, uh, everything's kind of winding down. It's the end of the semester. Um, it's been a pretty, the school I'm at is really rough. It's a bad school, low level, they don't care about English, and they let me know very early. Um, so it's been a tough haul on that front. Um, but I've gotten through it. I'm not really one that takes a whole lot of shit, so... You know, um, you ought to see the surprised look on a kid's face when I when I grab them and say, out, and I literally kick them out of class. I don't think they do that in Korea. I do that. And boy, are they confused. And then the rest of them are really scared because I have a voice that at times can sound a little rough and mean. And that is a thing that I have to use here. Uh, but whatever. So, basically, the weird thing about how this all works, um, I came here in at the end of February. I left, I left for Korea on Valentine's Day, um, and I landed here on the 15th, but then I had orientation, so officially I started uh, at my school on uh, February 25th. So, it's a one-year deal, so I'm here till February 25th. The weird part about this is... I'm going to get into a few different weird things about the school systems here. This is the first little observation. Um, the, what happens is... The school semester ends on December 29th. And then school starts up March 1st. But wait, Mal. What will you be doing for those two months? Mm, yeah, not much. Um, I'm going to be doing an English summer camp for ten days... Then I'm guaranteed a two-week vacation, and then I'm just kind of going to the school and just kind of sitting there. I don't know. Like, if any kids sign up for a a writing class or whatever, I'll do that. But, you know, I I really don't know. So, yay for that. I already told the... uh, I, I have one friend, you know. Basically, um... I don't have any. I don't really have any friends or anything in Korea. Uh, I'm too old to hang out with the other epic kids because they're young kids just out of college, and um, and everyone else, all the teachers, you know, they all have lives or they're out chasing 
you know, uh, members of the opposite sex. So basically, I don't have any friends here. That's not a bad thing. I don't really give a shit. I'm just, I'm just saying that as an observation. The one friend I do have is the is a crazy gym teacher who I've I've had some uh, some really crazy adventures with him. He's a he's a he's a funny guy. So you know, I already told him that during those two months that we I'd hook the Wii up down on my giant TV down in the English room and we would just sit there and drink beer. And boy, you should have seen the horrified look uh, on my handler's face. She turned to me and said, "No, you can't do that. Please don't even dream of that." Like <laughs> those were her exact words. And I just gave her the look like, oh, I won't. Wink, wink. And then the gym teacher laughed evilly, and I just didn't say anything after that. So I'll let you all know how the hooking up the Wii and sitting on beer coolers getting drunk in the school during the day works out for me. Yep, so that'll be fun. Um, the other Now, the other kind of strange thing about the um, the Korean education system is... Okay, as I've said before, um, I'm teaching in a really bad school, and um, they're pretty. It's really tough to do anything. Like, not you can't do anything fun. I mean, it's really just kind of trudging along. You know, uh, if you try to do anything fun, it doesn't work. And if you try to do, you know, you you literally are just kind of. I'm just kind of formulaically. Here's the book. Here's a music video. Here's a word search. Get out. Rinse. You know. Lather. Rinse. Repeat. So, what happens is, the first grade, the middle first grade, um, see, back home we call them 7th, uh, 8th, and ninth graders. In Korea, they call them middle first, middle second, and middle third. And then, of course, high school first, high school second. Who cares? I don't care. It's the same thing. So, 7th graders, or middle first, basically, they're just out of elementary, so they don't know enough to be the, like, be too bad. They're bad, but not... Like, they don't mean to be bad. They still have a little bit of an innocence, or they're still trying to be, or, you know, they just, they're just, they're trying to understand what, you know, this world. They just came from elementary, and, you know, that's the way it is. So, I teach, you, you know, the, the, the foreign teachers only teach middle first and middle third in my school. So, basically, um, you know, so middle first is is they're decent enough. I, you can get through the classes. Middle third, they're just terrible. Um, of course, they're they're all too cool and they're emo and they're stupid. You know, they're morons, so you know they're not smart enough. And to be to be honest, I mean, really, all kids are assholes and stupid. And like even you know, and I know parents out there are like, not my little Johnny. No, your little Johnny's a big stupid asshole. He's not to you because you love them, but to everyone else in the world, stupid and an asshole. And they, you know, they when they get to that age, they just think they they know everything, even though they don't know shit. Um, I mean, I I don't really get pushed around too bad because I, I I grab a kid and throw them out of the class, and they don't do that in Korea. So boy, you should see the shocked look when you say get out. Um, they don't really know how to handle that, and then they just kind of get out because I have this really mean, deep voice. And when I hit that point, the kids basically kind of, not cower, but they know it, I'm pretty angry, and I could pick one of them up easily and throw them through a wall. So they usually will quiet down. But what happens in in uh, Korea is middle third, or you know the, 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 the ninth graders, 
they take their final exams the second week of November. So basically, um, I have, let's see, how many? 35 times 7, I can't do math, so let's just say 300 or something. Who cares? You know, so a couple hundred kids are literally done with school after the second week of November. Now, um, I'm here teaching until December 29th. So, uh, what? Basically, um, those, cl those the, the middle third just act like idiots in every class. They don't listen to a single thing anyone has to say. Um, now, originally I was like, oh my god, I'm in so much hell. But no, I'm not, because basically they come in, I tell them to sit down and shut up. They look at me, I say shut up, they shut up, then I hit, a, hit play on a movie, and they watch movies. That's right. Since the middle of November, until I have two weeks left, um, I'm just hitting play and watching movies. Can you believe that shit? And... I told—I I mean, I'm not hiding this as this fact. I told everyone, my co-teachers. I told, you know, the vice principal and stuff. I'm like, listen, they could barely be controlled when I was supposed to be teaching them, you know, because they don't care about English. So that's it. Um, I'm done trying to teach them English. Now they can watch English, American movies with Korean subtitles, and just come in, watch, and leave. And everyone seems to be much happier with that arrangement. The kids don't give me any crap, and some of them even thank me, and, you know, that's it. I did make it a general announcement um, right in the beginning, right after their final saying, look, I know I know, most of you could give a shit. Most of you never cared to begin with that, that I was here or not. And I just said, you know, for those of you who are studying English or going on to a foreign language high school, come see me if you want help. Here's my email address, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to help you. I'm just not going to waste my time trying to help people that could care less. And everyone's much, much happier. So there's that. It's really hard for me to <clears throat> to figure out, um, you know, what impact this is going to, this makes on me. Not, not, not that shit. I'm, I'm done with that topic. I mean, the whole, um, this whole year abroad, you know, one of the things that I've always tried to, uh, I always try to push myself to grow and learn and do different things. It's very easy just to become, um, you know, just set in your ways that you just go home and sit on the couch and watch your favorite shows, get fat in the ass, and then die. Um, trust me, I'm fat in the ass. I got that part down. But I do try to always keep, like, learning new things or doing new things or trying new things, you know. So this was a way of kind of shaking life up. And, I, boy, I mean, I did need it, I, you know. Um, you just get into a rut. You can't help it, you know. Um, so I I really don't know what this has done. I do think I've grown a lot and learned a lot. Um, just seeing a different culture and living here, you know. Aside from the kids, and not and to be honest, not even all the kids were that bad. Some of them were really nice. Some were, some were sweet. A lot of them just came to class and left. You don't know their names. I mean, you can't pronounce half the names. And if you do, I have 700 kids. I don't, you know, I, I don't even pretend to know their names. I don't even try to. They all have numbers. I just pick numbers. I don't even, you know, and, and that's, I mean, I kind of felt a little bit awkward about that. But in reality, give me a break. I, you know, 
I, I just can't grasp the names. And let alone, and when you have 700, you notice the ones that are really bad, and you notice the ones that remind you of someone or are very sweet. You know, so basically, you, you as a teacher, you know about three percent of the students. The other 97 shuffle in, shuffle out, off they go. So, you know, so again, the students weren't really that bad. I had some tough times adjusting because um, when you deal with adults your whole life. You know, if you say something, either they say yes or no, and either they do it or they don't, but that isn't how it is with kids. That's, you know, like, talking to a kid is, I think, is like, is if you would, um, like, if you're going to say, oh, you know, I'm going to train this cat to go shoot a rifle, or I'm going to train a chimpanzee to, to, to rebuild an engine, you can show it the same thing 9,000 times. It doesn't really matter. It's not sinking in. And the cat will just go off and destroy something, and the chimpanzee will just fling poo. And that's kind of what kids do. They kind of wander off or they fling poo. So, yeah, same kind of concept. But Korea, uh, you know, but living in in, in Korea has been interesting. Um, everyone that's read my travel blog knows how deeply in love with Japan I am. So... You know, always wanting to forward myself, always wanting to, like, learn different things and do different things. You know, I'm, I'm very happy with this year abroad. It's been very difficult, very lonely, very, you know, uh, you're just, you're just kind of all, all by yourself. You're a stranger in a strange land. And even, you know, I was talking with my dad about it, and he was, he was in the Philippines uh, with the Marines. And at first he said, yeah, I know, he's, he's, you know, when I first was talking about doing this, he said, yeah, it's, you know, I know about it, and it's fun, and blah, blah, blah. And then he, he must have been thinking about it, because we were blacksmithing the one day, and he goes, you know, it's going to be a lot harder for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, he was with friends. He was on the army base. He, you know, I think army army bases are, you know, where the Marines stay. That's their own little plot of U.S. land with U.S. goods and U.S. people and everyone speaking English. Um, when you're dumb enough to just get on a plane and go teach English somewhere, you don't got shit. And he had said that, and I was like, wow, I never really thought of it. And my pop's not really the one, uh, the kind of person to put anything over, so that was very touching to me. I mean, that's as far, that's as much as acknowledgement you're going to get <laughs> from my dad. And that's fine. I'm not, you know, so... But he really hit the nail on the head uh, and far, as far as it's really difficult. But I always think, to you know, any anything that changes your life has to be difficult. Um, easy stuff doesn't change your life. It doesn't change your perspective. You just go, oh, that was really neat, and then, you know, just be the same person you are. Okay, but I've blathered on long enough for this segment. When I come back, I'll probably talk a little bit about my upcoming adventures. Uh, so, but whatever. The very first one that you're going to hear from Midnight Smoke Drive, it's called, well, Midnight Smoke and Drive is the name of the band. Um, and the bottom says, Black Label Rock and Roll Band. I think, yeah, they're, they're kind of like a, yeah, they're rock, rock punkish kind of, I don't know, they're really cool. I'm going to play their very first track off their single, which is called Triple S. I hope you dig it as much as I do, and I'll be back in just a minute. Hi! I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts.
Where's the bong? Alex, you forgot smoking lamp. All right. I can, I'm sure you all can understand why I am so enamored with Midnight Smoke and Drive if you know my love for um, rough-and-tumble gal groups. You'll know why I love them so much. Um, I'm probably the biggest 5678s fan there is in the world. I probably like that band more than they like that band. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really... That's kind of like my, not my MO, but I like a lot of different music, but I always gravitate towards either uh, female punk, female garage, or at least uh, punk or garage with a female front man, front woman, sorry. So when they came on stage, it was day two of a three-day festival that I was at, and boy, was I digging it. So you'll be hearing, um, I probably will finish this out with a double shot, um, I really don't know if I have enough. Did I just sound like Woody Allen there? I really don't know. In my head I did. I know I didn't at all. Uh, sorry. Um, I really don't know if I have enough material to go for a full hour. I mean, I, I could blather on, but, you know, I want to give you guys a break from my stupidity as well. So, okay. As I said, or maybe I didn't say, I don't know, there was a uh, there was a computer crash in there. Not a computer crash, an audacity crash, so I can't remember what part... Uh, got knocked out or not. I'm not even going to go into that. I have to actually sit in front of the computer and take deep breaths before I turn the record on again, because otherwise I'll punch a hole in the, in the computer. Um, it's not the computer's fault. It's the I don't know why the, the recording program does that. Um, it just kind of freezes when I hit save, usually once a show, which causes me to stop and, re- and, and hit uh, save, like, you know, like a madman, which is a pain in the ass. Okay, enough of my problems. So, as I said, basically, school is done December 29th. And um, I left to come here um, to, on uh, February 14th, on Valentine's Day. So then I went through orientation, and I got here, and I started at my school on February 25th. Now, I'm in a one-year contract here, teaching for one year. Oh, I did talk about this. So basically, from December 29th till February 25th, um, yeah, I have nothing. So, and like I told you, now I I remember that I didn't crash before this, where I said that me and the gym teacher were just going to drink beer in my room playing the Wii. So hopefully that'll happen. But in that span, I'm also planning a, I'm going to take a two-week trip. um, And I did notice that in January there's a two-day vacation. So... Or two or three day. It might it, it might be three days, but it's it's minimum of two days. I'm kind of the master of stringing those things together. So um, three days, m- three day vacation might actually turn into me being in Japan for three weeks, because um, I might get sick. <laughs> anyway, the so I'm gonna go back to Japan for I was in Japan for two weeks last over summer vacation, and that's when I saw uh, Kobe, Osaka, Kyoto. This time. Um, I'm going to go in for three weeks. I'm going to go into um, uh, land in Tokyo. And I'm going to try like hell to make sure that it's around a uh, 5, 6, 7, 8 show. Because, um, as I said, I'm the biggest fan of them in the world. And they are in t- they play in Tokyo usually about once a month. I've no- I'm, I'm noticing that they're, go- they're playing like once a month, give or take. So hopefully... I will be able to meet up with them and 
say hi and I mean I've done some work artwork that they've put on their website and stuff like that and so I'm hoping to actually meet them in person and let them know that drinks are on me for the night and yay for that and also of course I want to see Akihabara Akihabara is is basically a section in Tokyo that is all for otaku and otaku is the Japanese phrase for nerds computer nerds gaming nerds um, you know the like like it, it, there's basically just it's just a whole section of the city that's built around gaming gaming nerds gaming related things comic books you know movies sci-fi movies all that kind of crap I'm assuming that's going to be kind of like I'm going to have a nerdgasm when I go in there and I'll just die of being in heaven. I'm not really like a gaming nerd, but I do really like that, you know, that like I like video games and I love digging around for old video games and stuff like that. So I'm probably going to be in some kind of heaven there. And then from there, I'm going to spend another the, the next portion of those three weeks in back in um, Kyoto and uh, Kobe. Um, I have family there that I get to stay with for free so if you have a place to stay for free in Japan that's basically saving you like a thousand dollars because Japan is very expensive unless you have a couch, a couch to crash on yay couch so um, I'll be doing that then I go back to just kill time at my school and um, and then at the end I'm kind of in a bit of a dilemma about what to do see my initial plan, um, basically, my, my the, the company I'm, I'm doing this for, the Epic program, is um, they bring you into Korea for a year. You can resign and stay, um, which of course I'm I'm, I'm coming back home. Um, or you can what what they do is they give you uh, your airfare home. Basically, upon the completion of your of your year um, teaching, they give you an extra month salary. They give you a reimbursement for a plane ticket home, and they shake your hand and say, "Now get out of our country." All fine and good. Um, yay for free money. Yay for free ticket home. Now, they just give you the money. They don't buy the ticket, which means I'm going to. I'm more than likely I'm going to fly into Japan and stay for uh, maybe a week or two, and then fly home. Now, my initial th thought was. I want to go and volunteer in the tsunami area. I wanted to become a uh, uh, help the victims, you know, uh, free slave labor basically. I wanted to go to fly into that area of Japan for the like finish finish here um February 25th, fly to Japan, land there and go to work in a, as a, on a volunteer basis to help in for tsunami relief. Um I'm having some mixed feelings about that. Not, I want to do it personally because I do love Japan and I feel like I, I would love to give to, give back to Japan. Um, my, my dilemma is I don't know if they need a stupid foreigner. Um, I don't know if I would do more hurt or help. I have a strong back. I can carry logs and move bricks all day long. Um, I don't know if it's harmful for them to have to um, have somebody that can tell me how to move, what bricks they need moved, or 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 do they even have 
you know, rooms at hotels for me to stay at. That's the part I don't know. I'm confident I can do more harm than good. But of course I have that opinion that I, I'm volunteering, you know. I have to really, I'm going to probably, you know, find one or two organizations and really send them an, an honest in email saying, look, brass taxes, I don't know shit about Japan. I mean, not that. I can't speak Japanese. I can speak broken words, and I know some phrases and stuff like that, but I'm not fluent. And I'm going to just kind of say, honestly, can I help you or not? And, you know, I can I can chop wood, I can move stuff. I am a strong guy. I'm used to manual labor, so I'm not worried about that. Can I be of help? If they say yes, then I'm going to say, well, then you got me for, you know, for whatever, a week or two weeks. If they say no, more than likely I'm going to try to um, maybe fly into Okinawa um, and maybe just do a five to seven day stay there, you know, and come home March 1st. I I would much rather help Japan, but again, I have to be realistic with myself. Um, if I can't, if, if they don't, if I, if I can't be a help, then I'll just um, see a different part of uh, Japan, you know, uh, Okinawa, and then get on a plane and come on home. And yay for that. I should really get into all the stuff that I miss from home. The, the, the list is growing. One of the things that, um, I had never seen the movie High Fidelity before. I don't know why. I love records and I, and, and, I just never saw the movie, so it played here the one time, and now, because um, of that movie, I thought it was so funny and cool, now I'm kind of enamored with making, like, lists, so now I make, like, my own top ten lists, uh, as a way of kind of keeping my sanity. You, you invent things to occupy your mind when you're alone. Um, I play guitar, I go to the gym and lift weights and all that stuff, and that's just kind of everyday bullshit. I mean, like, when you're just sitting there, or when I'm sitting there at school and nothing's going on, and just, you just, you have nothing to do, you're just sitting there. Um, so I make up different lists, like, you know, the top ten things I miss, top ten restaurants I miss, top ten foods I miss, top ten, um, projects I want to do when I get home. Um, you know, like, so I have all these, like, lists and pages of lists, and I just, like, kind of look at them, and I change things around, it really occupies your mind. Um, you know... Some of, some of the foods, you, the food here is, <laughs> the food is good, okay? Japan has the best food I've ever had. Japan has better food than America, and I love American food. Korea has good food, but it's all, like, different. Like, any time, like, a lot of things that shouldn't be sweet are sweet, you know, if you get garlic bread here, there's, like, sugar on it. And if you bite into, like, a chip, it's e- the chip is either going to taste like squid or it's going to taste like sweet, like honey. And I'm like, damn it, don't you just have potatoes? Don't you just have potato chips? You know, no, the answer is no, they don't. Like, I, I found a bag of, like, Cheetos. I knew because I had that, that Chester on a mountain bike, so I knew it was extreme, you know. So I was like, oh, look at this, Cheetos, that's cool. But bit into the first one, yep, sugary. I just threw them in the garbage. Um, you're like, wow, n- nothing, nothing doesn't have sugar on it. 
which is baffling. But so you you kind of really like start to like miss little things, you know. Um, you, the only place you can get actual cheese is in Costco. So what happens is you go to Costco. Like I don't have a card, but um, like we we me and my handler, who is the person in charge of me, we borrow another teacher's Costco card. Like I've done it twice now. And we, you, you know, you go to Costco, and she has a car, so yay for that. And I end up dropping like 400 bucks because you get like four blocks of cheese. <laughs> you know, you come home with like three things of coffee because you can't buy coffee here. And you get three, you know, three or four blocks of cheese, so you end up having like eight pounds of cheese. You know, you, you buy all these tremendous amounts of things that you just can't get. You can't find coffee here. Not American ground coffee, just stupid-ass Folgers. I'm not talking about like you know, some really high-class uh, coffee bean. They don't have coffee beans here. The only coffee they have in Korea is you buy it canned in the 7-Eleven or it's in this packet and it's basically like, like, what is that, Nescafe or something like that? Like, what's that crap? It it just turns, it has the cream and the sugar and the coffee in like a powder form and you put boiling water on it and, hey, here's your air quote coffee, which, oh my God, that's not coffee. So, um, so you end up, and that's the other thing, I end up getting those, you know, I found Folgers at, at the, uh, Costco, so, I, so I buy four of those, you know, I literally have, like, you know, like, it looks like I'm a, making a bunker, like I'm stockpiling for World War Three, and I need to have all the cheese in the freaking coffee, but you have to, because, oh my god, what if I don't, what if I run out? So, um... Oh, I did find that ground beans at the one store, but it was like the small bag was like ten thousand, no, fourteen thousand won, which is roughly like thirteen bucks. So you're like, uh, okay, that's that means a cup of coffee is like nine dollars. I don't know. I'm, I'm, and of course not that much, but it's quite expensive compared to others. So yeah, so you go to you go to the, I miss like stuff. So you you can find some things at the Costco. And a lot of stuff, like, I half-ass and make myself. Like, of course, I had, I, you know, I'm I'm crazy about the Moe's, um, what the hell were those things called? Billy Baru? Is that the, is that the one where it's the nachos and that godlike, um, queso dip? Whatever. So I like that. So what you end up doing is you just make yourself, you make it yourself at home, and you just kind of go, well, this is kind of like those. It's not at all like those, but you just pretend and you go, yeah, this is awesome. And you just, you know, you just eat it. So I end up cooking a lot of stuff that I miss myself at home, but it's always the half-assed version. So the list just keeps growing and growing of like, you know, movies I want to see, food I want to eat, projects I want to do, like, you know, and then you start overthinking stuff. Like I have like all these elaborate plans for things I want to do to the house. Really? You know. I mean, the first thing on my list is find a job because otherwise I'll be making things out of dirt and air because that's all I'll be able to afford. But, uh, you know, that's the other thing that's starting to weigh heavily on my mind is to hustle for a job. Uh, mm, you know, it's a scary prospect. So, you know, I mean, I have skill and I have a very not illustrious but i have a pretty good work uh history i've never had i've never not had a job um you know to be honest i'm i'm gonna tr i mean i'm hoping that i can get back to where i was you know i actually did like the company um it has its faults but every company has its faults i'm you know i was never really 
I was never too down on where I was. Um, you know, you, I mean, of course you get tired of stuff and you, sometimes things got bother you, but uh, it's not like I have rose-colored glasses on that day that I came from heaven. But for the most part, I was always pretty happy where I was at. So, um, you know, I'm going to hopefully, hopefully either get back in there or at least get back into that field um, with another company because I think I did it fairly well. Um, I mean, I'm not the best, but there, no one's the best, you know. Um, so that's been weighing on my mind a little bit, looking at, you know, having to hustle for some money again. I mean, you know, I can sell stuff off and live for a while, and I'm going to be coming home with a chunk of change. But part of this whole thing in my brain was also, this is going to afford me a high-def TV. <laughs> so, so part of the last two paychecks... I'm kind of squirreling away, so when I get home, I'm going to be sitting on a brand new uh, TV because I still got one of the old um, CR... I think they're called CRTs. You know, the big honking ones. I'm one of the remaining holdouts in America that has an old-style TV, which, you know, I, it doesn't bother me that much, but in the same breath, I'm going to say, I'm saving up money, so when I get back, I'm going to plop a 55-inch smart TV on the wall. You know, I'm not going 3D, but I am going to go uh, a nice setup. So that means, uh, uh, yeah. So I'll be unemployed, but looking at a great TV. Actually, I'm hoping I'm not unemployed too long. If I'm going to start doing resumes, and hopefully I'll actually even find something, um, you know, before I even land, I would love to have something secured that I just kind of say, okay, well, I'll start March 5th and get off the plane, and on Monday I'm going to work. Um, that, that might work if I'm going back to where I was, uh, just because, you know, if you've seen somebody for 16 years, I don't really think I, I need too much of an interview <laughs> with them. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You were here for 16 years. And I'll be like, yeah, that's me, same guy. And they'll be like, oh, okay, well, I guess you're okay. You can start Monday, and that would be optimal. But more than likely, reality is going to set in, and I have a few weeks or months of unemployment, in which case selling blood and whatever else what other, what other bodily fluids I can sell might be on the horizon. Hopefully not. So, yay for that. All right. I don't know. I guess that's going to be it for for tonight's show. I, I, I was going to try and hit the... You know, we have a pretty standard hour-long format. Um, I'll plop the last two singles in and uh, see where I go from there. They, now, the Midnight Smoke and Drive, they don't have... Um, anything I can share with you. They don't have a website. They're on the they're on Facebook, but it's in Korean, so I can't give it give that to you. I'll talk to them um via broken English email to see if there is some place I can direct the you you the listeners. Um also um I was also at a next time I have to upload some of this music and send it home in case the other dorks do a show I have a, a compilation. I went to a, a punk show. Um, it was called Us and the, uh, Them and Us. Korea's Punk at Club Spot. That's the name of it. Don't even ask me. And what happened was these bunch of groups got together and they all chipped in money to make this CD. And I secured permission for us to play it. So I have 22 different, um, 22 different tracks. And it looks like there's uh, each, yeah, each band has one track. So that's awesome. Um, 
I'm gonna upload this and I'll, I'll Dropbox it to uh, to Promi so that way you guys will have some definitely have some new mu music from the Korean punk scene and also I I also made a um, the flyer and the promotional fl the promotional stuff for an upcoming event that I it's next weekend it's December 17th and I'm really hoping to get to it I think I'm going to it's um it's like a uh, it's a fundraising concert. It's a punk concert that's basically um, it's an all it's like a 24-hour thing starting at f uh, five at night until five a.m. Is that 24 hours? Whatever. It, uh, it's a lot of thing. It's a lot. It's a long time. So basically, um, it's called Picture Our Face fundraiser for um, where is it? I like how I made the I, I made the freaking poster for this thing, and I have to. Uh, and I still have to like look at it. Picture our face. Uh, it's a fundraiser for kids that need faces. That's not true at all. It's basically it's a fundraiser for uh, for for needy children. But what happens is that it's there's a day stage and a night stage, and it's emceed by the ladies of the uh, Korean Roller Derby League. So it's 11 hours of uh, punk music. And I'm really hoping to shake a lot of hands and get a lot of OKs to use their music, because you know these kind of these bands, they're just you know they don't even have CDs out or whatever. Like if they have any music, they're usually pretty cool with just saying yeah, please you know, um, please do it, please use it. So I made the the, the concert poster for that, and um, and I also made like a little bit of fan art for the roller derby girls for their website to use so um that's next weekend i'm hoping to to uh to be able to get you some crazy stories from that being there all night until five in the morning should be pretty interesting i don't know i can't guarantee i'm gonna make it till the 5 a.m call but i'm gonna try like hell so i will get that going for next time i i do a call and either either when i do a just a segment for the show uh or whatever breaks my heart knowing that those shiny new mics and that new uh uh, board that I bought for the dorks is just sitting there getting dusty. Okay, that's the only uh, that's the only thing I'm gonna say for the uh, to try and make feel guilty. Um, I'm trying to make them feel guilty, but then I realize that they don't listen to the show, and neither do I. Sad. Oh well. So okay, I guess that's all I'm gonna do for now. I'll I'll try and get some of that new music to you uh, for the next show. I did really want to plug uh, Midnight Smoke and Drive because they were so cool when I met them. Um, they were all really fun and really cool. And I was really drunk, so that helps making fun and coolness uh, exaggerated. So here's the next... Here's going to be the the CD that they put out for that one show. That, that I mean, I, I think they only put the... They only made a few of these. I, I'm not talking like it's going to be a collector's item. I just mean they only made, like, for a, one or two shows. The second one is called Moonrise Blues, and the third one is called See You. Uh, I'm going to drop those both in, one and two, and then I'll probably come back just to say, I'll see you when I see you. So, uh, okay, here they are. Enjoy. the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life.
What the deuce are you staring at? It's tuna fish. And nothing else. Alright, I hope next time I'll be able to also give you some uh, information on where to find Midnight Smoke and Drive. I can't promise anything, but, you know, I'll try a little bit. Uh, I hope everything is going okay back in sunny Florida for all my friends listening at home. Um, I hope you have at least enjoyed a little bit of my uh, stupidity on the Mao solo show. As I said earlier, please make sure you check out some of my other uh, concerns, the uh, kimchiagogo.wordpress.com and slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. Um, and I believe that'll be it. On this uh, this weekend, I'm going on a uh, teacher's retreat, and then also I have um, another wedding to go to. I'm not sure about how much of each of those I'm going to go to. So basically what happened was I had... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll close out the show with just with, with this quick story. So basically, um, my handler said, oh, there's a teacher's retreat this you know Friday and Saturday. In, in Korea, you really only get about a five to ten minute um, window before something's going to happen and when you have to say yes or no. Uh, there's no pre-planning, like, you know... So, yeah, they're like, oh, are you going? Uh, okay. So so basically what what it started out was Friday at 2 o'clock, the bus takes all the teachers that are going on, you know, you get on the bus and it takes you to some city in southern uh, Korea. I don't know where. Who knows? I, I have no clue. There's also not a whole lot of information. So basically, I was going to go for Friday and Saturday. Friday night is basically the bus takes you where you're going, you eat and drink like crazy until you're drunk off your ass. Then you go to sleep and you wake up and you go walk around some bamboo forest or something. And I was like, okay, I, that's a thing. And then then the next day, this was yesterday, one of the co-teachers came up and gave me an envelope and said, oh, we're getting married on Saturday. And I was like, uh, all right. And then the same, then the other teacher, the one who lets me borrow her Costco card, she came by and said, oh, here's my wedding thing. I'm getting married on Saturday. So I was like, oh, okay, you two are getting married. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Um, quick quick wedding, which something, they were only dating for five months, so something tells me come July there's going to be a new addition to the uh, world of, of Korea and Daejeon. Wink, wink. I mean, there's probably a reason she's getting married. But maybe they're just really in love, uh, he said sarcastically. So basically, so now, um, instead of going for two days, I'm going on getting on the bus, going, drinking and eating, and then around 9 or 10 o'clock, uh, crazy gym teacher, my friend, and me and two other teachers are coming back in his car, and then I'm going to go home. And then Saturday, either I go to this wedding or I ditch it and just lay around. Probably going to just ditch it and lay around. Whatever. I'm going to give them the 30,000 won. That's the standard thing. I mean, I'm going to give them the money envelope. I'll just be like, well, here's the envelope. I'm not going. So, you know, I'm not sure wh which way that's going to go yet. So, at minimum, I'm going to be going to the teacher outing, which is just where they drink like hell. At the most, I'll be drinking like hell, waking up hungover, going with crazy gym teacher to a wedding, and then coming home. I, I don't know. We'll see. So, yay for that. Okay, well, uh, I hope I've at least entertained you a little bit. Please 
visit the website, tell your friends, all that good stuff, and yay. Alright, and I will leave, I will let the Land of the Lost theme take us on out of here. Rawr.